It's been a long time. Hello and welcome back to uh, Buddy No Mistakes, the uh, improvised pod solo podcast where I learn a new word in Shoshone or Noah every time. I'm here with my daughter. She is throwing little balls around and being generally nice. All right, let's get started. started just like always we're gonna do something a little bit different all oyo is all a l l oyo or oyo under oyo under all all that means absolutely everything oyo 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 all oyo that could be a really spiritual word i would suppose oyo I'm going to break out some high school poetry. And we're going to improvise off of Oyo and a little piece of whatever I grabbed out. Here it is. Next scene. Oh, this is something I wrote in high school. That was the first play I wrote. A man from the audience walks on stage and he's wearing a veil but keeps his back to the audience. Anyways, the scene is almost the exact same except Barbie's makeup is smeared and... Mascara has been running from her tears. And anyone who is really perceptive would see some pills and a pill bottle split, spilt from April's hand. The man slash Marvin. Hello? Is anyone? Oh, hi. Oh, yo. I'm not going to go for really, really far into that. I'll just start with that part right there. Yeah, this. This is red. Oh, yo. It's one of the colors. It's one of all the colors. You got yellow, green, but then you got all the other colors. Blue, indigo, oyo. This might go oyo over the place. Oyo under over the place. Oyo under. Yonder. Oyo. That is copper. It's one of all the colors. Oyo, that is white. Oyo. Oyo. Not like a yo-yo, but yo-yo is one of the things that Oyo covers. We dropped the magnet, Millie. We need to find the other one. Other one like this. Oh, yo. We got to look oh, yo, over the place for that magnet, Millie. Where do you think it is? In there? Oh, yo. That's not where it is. And that's not oh, yo. We're trying to sell so many different things here, but that's not oh, yo. We're also uh, trying to exist and be. See this was the by the way, this oh my good god gracious I found you did it, Millie. Thank you for showing me. We found it. 
And that's not oil. You see, this... Uh, uh, today's podcast is going to be oil over the place. And there's going to be any narrative. Not, I'm telling you. I'm telling you what it is before you get started listening to it. Oh, yo, this is green. This says, it says plaid on it, but it also says spring green. Oh, yo. Yeah, we're looking at paints today, huh? And you dropped your metal piece. Who knows where the metal piece is? It could be anywhere. Yep. <laughs> That's red. Oh, you said red? That's right, red. It's all kinds of red, huh? It's all your kinds of red. Oh, I use all all the time. I use all your all your time. All your all your time. All your all your the time. All your all your the time. All, everything. How can you cover everything? Everything, everywhere, all at once. This is all you say. Is oyo you say? Oyo the time. What are we looking for? Your puzzle? No. Clearly, I don't know what you need. And I'm that way. I'm pretty clueless. Oyo the time, Millie. Oh, yo. We're five minutes in. Should we do a fade in? We fade in on a deep, dark cavern where we see one spelunkerer up ahead of us. And the spelunkerer walks and opens a door. And we're wondering, what the heck? This does not make sense at all, yo. Now, the spelunkerer is speaking to us in a strange tongue. And we try to hug them. But they throw a big fit because we don't know what they need. And life is like this Oyo the time. Here. Six Oyo. That's right. But I only have five toes, yo. That's Oyo. Coming through another passageway, and they close us out. Are they let us in? And oh, they close the door on us. Slam. We stand there wondering, how is it going to be this way all the time? I mean, oh, you're the time. Oh, you <laughs> The spelunker laughs as they run around, screaming about their life there. Cracking up, closing the door on us so many times. This door we didn't know existed in our cave. But it's bright out here. And now we can see all the fall de raw. I mean, oh, yo, the fall de raw. Yep. Ow. Slam. Right in our ears. Yes, when the spelunkerer is happy, they are louder than when they are mad. And slam. They keep on slamming the door on us. Oh, you're the time. And they keep going in a circle. 
and it's like one of those terrible dreams. Ah! You keep getting the door slammed on you. No matter what you do, and they pull at your pat leg. They are a small spelunkerer. Tiny. Smaller than you. And they keep slamming the door. Oh, you're the time. We can see in the light of day outside of the cave, and we keep just wanting to go back into the cave. That's all we want. Can we get back in, please? They say yes, but they slam the door. And they treat us this way. Oh, you're the time. And Oyo and Oyo, it's not such a bad life. This is just how it is. And what you must deal with as the dad of a spelunker. The slamming gets louder and louder as does the scream laughing. Substitute scream laughing, the spelunkerer. She's wearing her, uh, her, her prints with the, with the fruit on it. The cherries or apples, it's hard to tell. It might even be a strawberry. And I don't mean you didn't really examine it. No, you've examined it well. You've examined it really well. You examine it, oh, you're the time. And you still come up with the same conclusion. This is either a cherry, an apple, or a strawberry. You go back into the other side of the cave and try to meet the spelunker this time when they open the door. You wonder if they will. You wonder if they can. Oh, something grabs you from behind that you can't see and pulls you deeper into the cave. And now you find yourself following the spelunker again. Yeah, this is how dreams work. Just before you go to sleep at night, slam, slam, I'll owe you the time. And the spelunker keeps grabbing you before you can enter the back uh, area of the cave. Ah! And they slam the door on you. And then you walk in and try to get deeper in and they pull you. Something grabs you. You notice it's the spelunker because there's still light in this area. They're so delighted to pull you in and push you out. The spelunker. Oh, you're the time. Yes, the scene is going on and on. But this is how the scene always is. It's repetitive. The spelunkerer is learning to really enjoy their time doing this. I believe that this is going to be a toddler time episode for sure. It's going to be called Toddler Time 3. And they open the door, they shut it, they're about to shut it, and they shut it. This is happening pretty much Oyo the time. And Oyo and Oyo, it's not a bad life. Now you're realizing that this is repetitive. Imagine how I feel. Actually, if you do imagine how I feel, you feel tingling in your body. A happiness, a brightness a lightness, and an energy, a manic energy, just building up, mostly in your shoulders and in your arms, and in your face, that feeling of tingling that just won't stop, as if you've had a night of just laughing and laughing. That's exactly how it feels. Finally, the spelunkerer 
moves on to a new area. As you follow them, because they are your guide, you go to see what they're doing and you notice that they have to move a rather large crate of animals out of an area and it's taking quite some time. They move a yellow bear, a multicolored horse, a pink bear, a mouse, a love monkey, a dog that gets no respect. That's right, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. That is the sound that a monkey makes. And they finally move a German Shepherd out of the way. And now they could do as they had planned and close the door. Except there's the dog that doesn't get any respect out of the, in the middle. And they pop him up and pull him out of the way. They're doing their best. As you step deeper into the room, they throw the German Shepherd with one hand. Yes, the spelunker is quite strong. You kick the dog that gets no respect and the baby. Not the spelunkerer, but a baby I didn't talk about that was in the box full of animals. And now the door is closed because you have closed it yourself, which is what you thought that they wanted. And as you come in, you notice, oh, now they are going into the separate cave. This one does not go in circles. So you must wait for them. And you find yourself sitting on a royal green couch on the back of it in a waiting room. And the light is coming in from the sun and nothing else. Although there is light in the distance that is artificial. And since you notice the artificial light, you come and you click it off in order to save monkey from a fate worse than meth. Now, the spelunker finally comes out of their secret cave. They close the door on both of you, or at least they attempt to. Then they slam it wide open and you move in and they close the door on you. And you're back in the waiting room on the green couch. This dream keeps occurring. Oyo, well, over and over, Oyo the time. You hear that rumbling in the background. And you know that things are getting done. Even if you're not doing them, a machine is working for you. So you don't mind standing here and waiting with the animals. And of course, the beast. The beast that lives in its own stuff. Okay. Let me go. That was the spelunker opening the door again. And yet they slammed it one more time. How will we ever live with the monotony of this existence? Slamming and moving and and cutting and grooving. And you remember, a long, long time ago, there was a man on the stage. It was a stage play. And there was blood. And there were pills strewn from a suicide, from a play you had written in high school. And you remember watching it play out on stage. 
And in your mind's eye, you deepen yourself into that world. And Oyo of it. It Oyo comes back to you. It Oyo comes back to you. What's up, yo yo? That's my way of saying y'all because I speak Shoshone. So, what's up, yo yo? Here we are. All right, yo yo. That's why apostrophe Oyo. So, yo yo. Let's uh, bring it on in on a I've Got Your Back. And we are going to have a great opening night of Marvin. You are broken out of your stupor by the wild spelunkerer who wants you gone. The spelunkerer is pushing you out, pushing you, pushing you out of the cave that you had entered. And as you leave, you go right back in to that opening night of Marvin. And you see Barbie, the girl, with a very uh, uh, Rob Zombie's wife-esque feeling to her whole character. And she is tied now to a water heater. You remember this. Well, not just a water heater. Uh, Don't picture a water heater. Poof, that goes out of your mind. It wasn't a water heater. It was a heater heater. Not a space heater, but the kind that uh, water goes through. Kind of a radiator looking thing that's painted all white usually. The Splunker comes out screaming and laughing. And seems a little bit confused as you have cut back so quickly from the play to this. Picks up the yellow bear. Oh, Martha. The bear falls down onto the green couch in the waiting room where you are. She picks up the monkey, holding its heart in your hands. It falls down onto the couch as well. You reach under your shirt and you feel the scar where your heart has been taken. And the spelunker grabs a grizzly bear and throws it up onto the couch. The spelunkerer is quite a con- conquester. And it has stuffed all of these animals now. They are now fully inanimate. Teasingly, the spelunkerer tosses a tennis ball. Oh. This is inanimate as well. What do you think of this? Well, uh, Spelunkerer, um, I don't even know your name. My name is Mildred. Tack, tack, tack. Okay, Mildred, tack, tack, tack. Um, Mildred grabs a piece of popcorn from a uh, crystal goblet on the on the uh, table in front of the couch in the waiting room where you are and says ooh ooh ah ah making fun of the monkey with its heart in your hands of course 
further teasing you, it tosses the baby up on top of the grizzly bear and the baby droops down into the bear's arms. Now it grabs the German shepherd, tells it to sit on top of something and just lets it fall down a cliff. A cliff that you didn't realize was there by the couch in the waiting room where you are. You go over and you look over the, into the abyss, into the maelstrom of the ocean, and you see the waves splashing up at you. You're still in your wild, wild dream. And this is how your dreams go. Oh, yeah, the time. The spelunkerer sits a celebrity on the couch. A stuffed celebrity. Oh, the smell is terrible. It makes fun of the monkey again as it puts a majestic beast up over on top of the other stuffed conquests. And a pink bear. It must have painted this thing itself. You could imagine in your head the spelunkerer with a big can of paint and a giant bear and just splashing it up and down and up and down on its fur until it's matted and pink and terrible looking. Two dogs and a green bear. Oh my God. The spelunkerer is trying deftly to intimidate you as well it has. You may have written about murder and mayhem, but clearly the spelunker has committed many, including a baby and a bunch of animals. Now the spelunker opens up an old-timey box with flowers on it, and the, flower, the flowers are painted on a window, and some jewelry falls out. You now help the spelunkerer because you have no choice. The spelunkerer has your number. You close up all of the little boxes in order to help her, the spelunkerer. As she checks out this old timey piece, you are reminded of the end of Marvin. That night, the play went well. It was in front of a bunch of middle schoolers. And they loved all the mayhem and the murder. And then your science teacher came out from the backstage, as well as the principal and the vice principal who had been told of this debacle in their opinion. And they sit you down and you think this is the worst thing that will ever happen to me. I wrote a play full of murder and mayhem and terrible things happening. A Halloween horror play with Marvin and Barbie and a third person you're failing to remember the name of. Lucas. And uh, their reign of terror, their serial killing, 
and how one of them was working as a medium for the police and how that medium for the police knew exactly the details of every grisly murder in town, not because they were psychic, but because they were in on it. And that's how they could recreate the murder so perfectly. And that is the end of the play, and you hear the thunderous applause again in your mind as you drift back, see the principal's face spitting out chewing tobacco because they're also the gym teacher and who needs actual physical education anyway? The Spelunkerer grabs your shirt and drags you back into the present. And they are complaining vehemently that you are in the cave again. They know that you, oh, they know you do not belong in here, but they pull you closer. They say they need your help. Dear Sherpa, I need your help. Help. I need you. Carry me. Carry me up the mountain. Carry me up. Mount Kilimanjaro to the top where it is snowing. And now you are carrying them up to the top of the mountain. And they point up above. They point up above you and say to go even further. And you start to step on the air. And the air is like invisible stairs. And you climb the stairs all the way up to where heaven should be. And they keep saying, do, do, do what you need to do. And this is what happens in your dreams, Oyo the time. An alarm clock goes off. You wake up. And you still hear the voice of the Sherpa. Oh no, not the Sherpa but the spelunkerer in your head foggily as you drink your morning coffee a nut a nut am I nuts am I nuts am I a nut fade to black Absolutely, thank you so much for listening to Oyo, which means all in Shoshone, is the show.